And let me say, it is okay not to be okay. Um, as you consecrate yourself with God, He will align your heart and emotions with heaven's reality. Try to deal with your grief like straight up. Like, don't cover it with events, with activities, or people, yada, yada, yada. Yo, wake up in the morning and deal with that pain with God in His presence. Hello and welcome back to the Road Changers Podcast. I am your host, Alonzo Israel Malvarez, and I'm so glad that you are continuing to journey with us to change the world. Happy Road Changers Wednesday to all y'all. I'm so excited to have a friend and a brother who will be joining us on today's episode. Um, I met him a little bit over, over a little bit less, actually, um, less than a year ago uh, when I was doing ministry in Brazil last summer. And uh, we really connected. And I'm just so glad that he's with us on today. Eli Ray. Did, did I say that right? Ray, Eli Ray. What's up, man? How you doing? What's up? Yeah, Eli Ray. Man, I'm doing good, living my best life out here uh super thankful that i have the privilege to be here with you and to chop it up and to talk and to seek god and figure out what he wants to do yeah absolutely absolutely eli and um thank you for uh really just saying yes to this opportunity um man let, let's uh um uh, on today's topic what we're, what we're gonna kind of dive in today is we're gonna dive into the topic of grief and the and suffering and um this is um i i understand a very sensitive issue at times um for people um but even though it's sensitive i and i believe and i know eli uh can agree uh agree with me in saying that this is a necessary conversation but before we go into that uh eli man uh introduce yourself tell the people who you are where you're coming from and what's your story man Awesome. Yeah. So my name is Eli Ray. I'm 22 years old, uh, born and raised in Texas. I got radically saved in 2017. I did a school of missions here at a missionary base in YWAM Kona called Youth with a Mission. And I have been doing missions ever since, just trying to disciple people, bring people into the kingdom. Uh, I spent two years in Brazil. Uh, with Dunamis Movement, pioneering a new missionary school in Sao Paulo, Brazil. And um, currently, I'm back in Kona, Hawaii, um, rumbling with the YWAM community during this quarantine. Uh, One thing I want to say about myself is, man, I'm far from perfect. Uh, I'm just somebody that truly loves Jesus and loves the character of God and has been completely transformed and, um, yeah, transformed by the gospel, transformed by the life of Jesus in so many different ways of my life. And yeah, that's a little bit about me. Um, one thing I want to say is I have, uh, my, my family living here on the Island. I have a sister uh, and she is married, has uh, three kids that she is fostering right now. I have a brother who's also in missions. He lives in South Africa. Uh, he's pioneering a new prayer room out there. Um, and yeah, that's a little bit about myself. Um, and I'm super excited to be here today. Awesome, man. Eli, we are so happy to have you here on today. So as we mentioned before, um, diving into uh, the deep end, um, we are going to be talking about uh, grief and suffering. And um, I, I highly encourage you all that if you have experienced this a certain, to a certain capacity, um, you know, to, to really just uh, share with us your experience. Um, if you are seeing this post on whatever streaming platform that you are, uh, get connected to me uh, directly through uh, Instagram. 
um, at Dunamis Malvarez, which that link that that tag should be in uh, the the title of this podcast or in the description, um, and give me some feedback, and uh, we'll love to have a greater conversation. Um, but also, if you know someone that might be going through this um, very trying and difficult time, please share this with them and have conversation. Uh, but uh, uh, Eli, um, obviously, we're talking about suffering. Right. Um, we're not talking about, um, I just broke my iPhone, are we? Uh, we're not just talking about the person at Starbucks uh, misspelled my name on my uh, <laughs> caramel uh, uh, frappe uh, cup. We're, we're not talking right. about that suffering. So um, let, let's talk. What, what do we? How, can we have an understanding? What do we? What do we mean by suffering and grief? Uh, let's start off with that. Yeah, I think uh, you know the actual definition of grief is uh, deep sorrow. It's like misery sadness, anguish, it's a uh, real pain, distress, agony. Um, and I think that, you know, grief, um, it can happen to anybody at any time. I think that it is uh, a part of life. Maybe, you know, maybe you lost a loved one. Maybe, uh, I don't know, you lost a job or there is an unjust that happened in your life that causes you grief. I think we can both agree that grief is just uh, like a, a great sense of deep sorrow. And maybe some of, some of the questions that you might come across while you're in grief are, you know, maybe you've asked yourself, like, how can we keep on going when life just breaks our heart? You know, like, how can we survive, uh, survive a significant loss in our life? Or like, how do we cope with grief? And I think these are some serious questions that come across our life in cer- certain circumstances. Prior to this uh, podcast, uh, you know, I, I I threw you a question out there, and um, I, I feel as though um, I, I can't speak on the global scale uh, on this, but I do feel uh, speaking in in the North American context. I know that we have. Uh, various international uh, listeners, which I am grateful to you all. If I if if I haven't said it in the season yet, I'm really really grateful to every listener across this globe. It is really encouraging to see you guys are still journeying with us in this world changing journey. Um, but I really feel like in the North American USA context, we don't talk about this. Um, we don't, we, we really don't, we don't really want to get there. It's kind of like one of those conversations like, all right, we don't, we don't want to talk about race. We don't mm. want to talk about politics at the table right now. And, and grief and suffering is in that. Um, someone may be even listening within the first 10 minutes of this podcast. I'm just like, eh, grief and suffering, not my cup of tea. Uh, I want to know about relationships. I want to know about, you know, getting, you know, my finances right. I want to know about how I can be more of an effective preacher. <laughs> Um, but I, I want to kind of go a little bit further, uh, Eli, is this necessary to talk about? Why, right. why talk about grief and suffering? I mean, is it, should, should this be taught? Should, is this conversation necessary? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, totally. I think this is a topic that, um, you know, in my personal opinion, at any point in your life, you have dealt with grief. I think there are people out there because we have to think, man, like life is so fragile, you know, let's take this coronavirus, for example, you know, like, uh, one day we see, um, you know, businesses thriving, we see churches being filled, we see so many people at sporting events, and then within an instant, like with a blink of an eye, the whole world is flipped upside down, you know, and there's probably maybe even in this time, there's a lot of people that are dealing with grief, that are dealing with hardships, that are dealing with things like deep sorrow and misery in this time. So to answer your question, I really believe this is an important topic, whether you're going through grief right now, or you're not going through grief. I think this is that God wants to speak on our grief, uh, no matter where you're at, because um, it is just. something that is super important 
so that when you do deal with grief, you're totally rooted in the word of God. You're totally uh, fixed. Your eyes are fixed on Jesus and you're not looking at your grief, but you're looking at what the word of God says. And I think that um, this is such a good topic to talk not about. Not only good, but necessary. <laughs> Absolutely, right. man. So, man, uh, let, let, let's, let's go there. Let's go there, man. Um, man, tell us, tell us a little bit um, of, of grief and suffering. And, and, and obviously to our listeners, um, our position is not coming up with some, uh, philosophical new age perspective. Um, as you know, one of the standards of the world changes podcast is the lens and, and, the, and, and our foundation is God's word. I know I have various individuals from various walks of life that are tuning into the podcast as as a as, as a culture as a world changing um, culture, the agent to which uh, we believe can ultimately transform and reform the world is Jesus Christ. So we're going to kind of explore some things. Let's start off with your story and your experience um, with grief and sorrow and loss. What 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 has that mean to you? Um, and also, in light of God's word, how do you find uh, hope or strength or faith? to move forward, man. What's your story? Yeah, I think that, you know, and I'm just going to be super vulnerable. You know, I feel like, man, I'm such a, a, a motivated young man. And I feel like there's times in my life where, um, you know, I try the best uh, to go towards God's vision in my life and God's purpose in my life. And I try to do all of these things and I put all my time I put all of my energy, I put all my affection into walking this out. But I feel like there's been so many times, it almost feels like a cycle for me of just like failure and failure and failure. It's like, oh, this didn't work out. Or, oh, this didn't go as planned or dreamed or hoped. Or, oh man, I like, I tried my best, but is there something that I could have done different that would have made it better? And I think from my personal experience, this has caused like a lot of grief in my life, a lot of like misery, a lot of like feeling of failure, of anguish, of pain, like distress, all these things have come upon my life. So like uh, in this season I, I'm in right now, I just feel like uh, God is teaching me how to deal with my grief. And uh, if it's okay with you, yeah. I just want to like yeah. start sharing about uh Job in the Bible and how God's been highlighting how to deal with grief in the Bible. It says, uh, you know, God knew, like God knew that one day we would have to deal with grief. Like he placed the amazing book of Job. If you've never read Job, I want to challenge you. I want to encourage you to open up your Bible and just um, (laughs) read this book because it is just full of uh, amazing things. But God knew that we would deal with grief. And I think Job paints a picture of how to deal with it in our lives. You know, in the book of Job, God and Satan both agree. um, They have a conversation about Job and they both agree that Job is like the most righteous man on earth. You know, (laughs) like they both come to agreement saying, yeah, like Job is the most righteous man on earth. But then Satan says to God, like, uh, look at Job, like no wonder uh, he's righteous. No wonder he's blessed and you've blessed him so much with healthy, uh, healthy family, with good health, with um, wealth. And Satan says, I dare you to remove all of these blessings. And um, jo- Satan says, Job will definitely announce you, God. And then God responds to Satan and he says, um, you're wrong, Job. Like, Job loves and he trusts me simply because of who I am, not because of the blessings he's received. And if if you're opening your Bible, this is in uh, Job 41. And uh, after God says this about Job, how, you know, he loves and trusts God simply because who he is and not because of the blessings he's received. Satan says, says in a response, look, put your money where your mouth is. And we're going to really find out what Job is made of here. Like, let's uh, walk, let's talk the talk. Let's walk the walk. Let's see what happens. And God's protection 
was taken away from Job. And in a matter of days, Job lost everything like that in an instant. He lost his health. He lost his wealth. He lost his everything that he owned. All of his blessings were taken away. And, um, you know, these three friends came to Job after all these blessings were blessings were taken away. And the best thing that they did was sit in silence with Job and just listen um, to what he said. But, you know, actually, uh, they gave Job more grief than help once they started to speak. So they all three thought that Job's blessings had a rational explanation that, you know, his blessings were taken away because of punishment uh, from sin he committed, that there had to be an explanation for why his blessings were being taken away. So Job, um, in response, he really believed that they were all three of his friends were wrong. He was um, he wasn't really able to find a suitable answer to why God really took these things away from him. And we often hear about like you know like patience that Job has. But really, in fact, in this uh, in this story in the Bible, Job did not have a lot of patience. He would like he would fuss and question God constantly. Uh, but he never he might have complained, but he never rejected God. And then finally, like after all this happens, um, we hit the climax of the book, and God visits Job personally. Uh, God encounters Job personally, and he gives Job a glimpse of his like incredible power and his flawless character, uh, but doesn't give Job an answer or an ex- explanation to uh, losing everything he has. After meeting with God, Job no longer needs an explanation because he sees how good God is and how powerful God is. And, you know, as I'm reading this verse, I mean, the story in the Bible, I'm just thinking about like, man, there's been so many times in my life where I just feel like all of my blessings have been taken away from me. And it's it's injected Mm -hmm. into me this Mm -hmm. like this sad, painful feeling of grief. You know, Um, if you know that like God is good and he's loving and if you are like in a personal relationship with him. You can live with unanswered questions and cope with the loss. If you live in that place of like, man, I don't know what is going to happen tomorrow. I don't know if it's going to be good. I don't know if it's going to be bad. But whatever happens, I know that God is so good. I know that he loves me more than anything. And uh, this verse, this story in the Bible has just been wrecking me about how close God is, how powerful he is regardless of whatever happens in our life, whatever grief we're dealing with our life, whatever loss we're dealing with in our life, I know that God, he wants to come and encounter us, you know? So we look at this, Job is a righteous man. He has a very human moment and experience. Those closest to him come sit in silence for a period of time. And after a while, Mm -hmm. those voices of help started turning into voices of harm. One thing I, 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 I have to back out and say is I thank God for the Bible because it's not a book of fairy tales. And it's not a book highlighting people of perfection. I have to say that. Amen. Um, if it was as high fellow in high Hallelujah. and hi, everyone that loves Jesus lives in perfection and excellence and no harm, no, yes. no suffering, no pain, no loss. It, it there is no connectedness to it. I, I, I believe that in the in the humanity to which the word of god expresses these real life situations there is a a, a sense of i relate to that because what's being highlighted is that god is not only god in the good but god is also god in the bad and so as we see that that transition that that and and i love what you said um um eli 
is that God did not, he didn't answer Job's question. Um, but, but through that process, um, we see in, in how God was, was not afraid, was not even turned off by the doubt, by the discouragement, by the lowness of it. And, 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 and let's call it out for what it is. I feel like sometimes we, as people in the kingdom feel as though we don't have to, Christians don't deal with suicide. Christians don't deal with contemplating life and death. It Yes, uh, the prophet Elijah literally sat under a tree and asked God to kill him. Like literally asked God <laughs> to, to do just that. Like And, and Job himself and, and many others. And this is not like a theology of self-harm. It, 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 it's, it's a theology of, of humanity that life does happen to get overwhelming. And just because you have a weak moment does not make you um, less human or, or, or right. just something that God is displeased with. Um, uh, what are your thoughts on that? Um, 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 Eli, like it, it, what are your thoughts? Cause it's not like God is turned off by our brokenness when it comes to struggling in the midst of suffering. Man, Alonzo, that's like such a good question. And man, I just also want to agree with you and like highlight that, man, we are not perfect, man. Like I'm telling you, I'll be the first to admit that I make so many mistakes in my life and God's grace is sufficient and his grace pushes me into like uh, a more deeper, intimate place with the father. and um. I think that life happens, man. Life is fragile. And God paints this picture in Job like, yo, in our in our darkest moments of life, in those times when we're, you know, alone, those times that we are in our room and we're crying and we're depressed and we're suicidal, we have to switch our perspective and we have to understand that God is real, that one of his names is Emmanuel, which means God is with us, that in every circumstance that God is so close to your pain. You know, there's so many verses in the Bible that uh, talks about um, God is close to the brokenhearted, you know, like uh, he wipes away your tears. And there's a couple of verses I'm going to share about that. But one thing is Job's big problem was that he thought that life should be fair. You know, when life broke his heart, mm. he couldn't understand why. He was like, man, why is this happening to me? I don't understand. Like, life should be fair. And since he knew God was good, like, he couldn't understand the why because he really knew how God, a good God is. Um, and I think that, like, a Christian is really not ready to graduate from spiritual kindergarten until they learn that life is a strange mixture of good, evil, danger, delight, strategy, triumph. But in the midst of all of these things that God is good. And we have to, we have to learn that no matter uh, what happens in our lives, that God is still good and that he's still close, but God does not control uh, that uh, that happens in this free sinful world. If, God did maintain control over things, the, the world would not be free. Like there's many events in this world that really break God's heart. You know, think about the the uh, the unjust shooting um, that just happened just recently. Um, <clears throat> it was so devastating. My heart was just totally wrecked by this unjust thing that happened with... Um, What's his name? I, for, I forget his name. Uh, Ahmad, uh, Ahmad Aubrey. Yeah, Ahmad Aubrey. Like seeing that, I'm like, man, like this kid, like he had such a bright future, like, and he was robbed of that. And sometimes I ask God, like, um, like how can you be so good but let this happen? And there's many events in this world that really break God's heart. And yeah. like, do you remember how Jesus, he wept when his friend Lazarus died? Mm. 
you know, like, and I think in these moments, you know, like sometimes we ask God, like, where are you? You're so good. I don't understand. This is so unjust, unjust, but God is saying like, yo, I was right there with you and I was weeping with you when this happened, when this grief happened in your life, I was right there with you and I had the same feelings as you did. Like I was in that moment and I was so near, you know, the reformer, uh, Martin Luther, uh, he lost his son and his wife, Katie, uh, started screaming at him. He's like, where was God when our son died? And Martin literally replied. He said, the same place he was when our son died. He was there watching and weeping. Mm. We're growing spiritually when we can say sincerely, I don't know what tomorrow may bring, whether it's good or bad, but with God's help, I can cope with anything that happens. Don't be surprised by the feelings related to grief. You know, like Job's feelings were like uh, the most of us experience following a significant loss. So we can relate to Job when we lose things, when uh, grief comes into our life. Um, It's like unbearable pain, like anger, like denial, resentment, like apathy, and like withdrawal. But um like God is saying, like, I am right there with you and I'm helping you cope with everything. Intimacy. It's cultivated. It's it's built. It's deepened. It's rich. Um, could you could you just tell us, you know, I know that you have a story of 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 life and going through it. How has Eli processed those seasons. And, and, I, and I love what you said about graduating because a person that, that experiences this, and I have been there, as you guys know, last year, um, the start of this year, I lost a loved one. And, uh, you know, um, I, had a, I have a spiritual father that told me, and, and he lost his daughter, um, you know, at, um, in, 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 a, in, a, in, a, in an area of his life. And in a season of his life, if you will, and and one word of comfort that he told me, he's like, you know, Alonzo, grief is not just something you just get out of. Sometimes it's a lifelong process. And I was grateful that he told me that um, because I felt like I needed to get back to normal, if you will. I feel like I needed to somehow, all right, I got to be strong again for my ministry. I got to be strong again for my family. But um, sometimes you, you are going to have days that just absolutely are hard yeah Eli tell me tell me what what uh, whether life experience or or what the journey of going through suffering grief how has it developed you what what's your story on this man I think that um there's been times in my life where I felt like I was such on the right path. I was thriving. I was heading towards the dreams of God. And then with all of a sudden, I lost it or didn't lose it, but it was taken away from me. And it brought me into this um, this place of depression, man. Like I, I remember one time like uh, I had just had this thing happen to me and I was going through it, man. Like I was... Uh, dealing with a lot of grief. I was dealing with so much depression. And like, I didn't really recognize the, the the attacks that the enemy was bringing into my mind. Like the, 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 the way that he cornered me, you know, in my room, and I was feeling so depressed, like I would like lay in bed, and I would cry, and I would weep, and I would feel so alone. And I would feel like, like I was stuck, you know, like I was in bondage and like, I would even spend time praying, you know, um, and, and trying to seek God during this time, but the enemy would come and he would attack so much. But there's one thing that I want to say is that like, if you get up, if you get up and you dust yourself off and you like diligently seek the presence of God alone. If you diligent seek 
what he is saying to you in this moment, in this, uh, in this grief, in this loss, in this pain, in this hard time, like I promise you, God will speak to you so clear. And one thing that I really, that's really helped me a lot is in Romans, um, chapter five, verse, uh, hold on one second. Where is it? Yeah. So one thing that I want to say is like that something that really helped me and something that I meditated on daily when I was going through depression, when I was going through grief was in Romans five, verse three, uh, through five, it says rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering, it produces endurance, endurance produces character and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. And like, we have to understand when there is a grief that happens into our life, when there is something bad that happens to our life, we have to understand that there is an upgrade attached attached to this grief, to this issue. And we have to get excited because we know that there is a better thing for us. There is deeper intimacy in this place of grief. There is deeper revelation of who God is because we are going through it. And God loves to show himself Mm. to the brokenhearted. I think like often a grieving person feels intense guilt. Like if only I had done this or if only if I've done that, it might have not happened. Honestly, these awful thoughts creep into our heads like perhaps God is punishing me that uh, that was the message Job's so-called friends try to lay on him. But Job would not accept it and God sided with Job. So remember that even though all sin brings suffering, not all suffering is due to sin. So Jesus, uh, he was sinless, but he also suffered. It will divide your grief in half if you can separate it from any sense of guilt. It is true that time uh, is a great healer. You know, time is an amazing healer, but time can also be an ambush. Like, uh, for example, if the anniversary of a death or maybe even a divorce rolls around or thoughts about that breakup and those conversations and how it ended, it comes back and it brings a lot of grief, a lot of pain. it may stab like a knife out of the dark, but don't be surprised by the strange and painful feelings you have about your loss. You need at least like two or three people that you really trust that are close friends who will listen patiently as you express these feelings. Um, So it's really important to stay close enough uh, to God to let him mend your heart. Another thing uh, that's on my mind is one of Satan's lies that he will bring to your mind is if God really loved me, he would have prevented this loss from happening in my life. Uh, You should be angry with God, have nothing to do with him. Like the enemy is going to try to put these lies in your head during your grief. I mean, even looking at like uh, Job's wife, she said to him in the midst of his loss, curse God and die. But Job's response was, though God allows the world to slay me, yet I will trust in him. See, Satan's desire is to destroy us in this world and in the next. He tries to separate us from God during our grief and loss. And we have to stay in a place of resistance. We have to resist these lies. And you should really, really ask God to bring good out of your pain. Like, I always think, like, man, Job had no idea that this story would become an eternal blessing to all future generations of grievers. Uh, Like in Romans 8, 28, for example, all things work together for good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Notice Paul, he he didn't say that everything is good. Uh, Lots of the things are terrible, but anything that is turned over to God in faith can be used as raw material for his good purposes. And God desires for us that every experience, every bad thing that happens, no matter how painful, it produces really good fruit. Um, Whatever your loss is, I hope that this will help you in your walk with grief. 
you know, there's there's no way to really avoid grief. There's um, there, but there is an unseen one who walks beside us and shares it with us. His name is Jesus Christ. He is the good shepherd. Uh, in Matthew twenty eight verse twenty, it says, "I am with you always until the end of age." Um, you know, like some things that have really helped me in my grief is positioning myself to seek God diligently and find his heart in this process. Uh, We have to be aware of how we're managing our time and seeking God throughout your day. If you're spending all time listening to depressing music of Netflix, of drinking, of of, uh, I don't know, anything that can fill or numb this pain of grief. It's not going to help you. But if you manage your time throughout the day to pray, to diligently seek God, to spend time in his word, to listen to worship music throughout your day, working out, all these things are going to help your grief. And it's going to be easier to overcome. It's going to be easier to cope with God as he goes through this with you in this valley. And another thing is just being vulnerable with friends, like your close friends. You should have a few friends that uh, you can be vulnerable with, that you can trust when things are not okay. And let me say, it is okay not to be okay. Um, As you consecrate yourself with God, He will align your heart and emotions with heaven's reality. Try to deal with your grief like straight up. Like don't cover it with events, with activities or people yada 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 yo wake up in the morning and deal with that pain with god in his presence grief i know grief and loss is a hard hard thing it's a hard touchy subject but keep your faith remain hopeful and seek god diligently and uh matthew 11 28 uh, jesus says come to me all who are weary and heavy burden and i will give you rest and revelation 21 4 He says uh, he will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things have passed away. Psalms 147 verse 3 says he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. When we deal with grief, we have to understand that attached to it is an upgrade. There's an upgrade. I think that's why God... Uh, He says in Romans chapter 5, verse 3 through 5, Rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character, character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. You know, man, God is so good. He's so beautiful. He's so for us. He's with us. He never leaves us. And if uh, I hope that this really encourages anybody, man, if it encourages one person, praise God. You know, if this uh, message is encouraging you, I want to encourage you just to keep going, to keep having faith, to put your trust in God um, during this time. And he is super close. Wow. I man, I've I've read these scriptures before, but it, it, it comes to so much life to me again, because there is a purpose, even though we might not have the answer in this life, there is a purpose. Eli, um, there, there may be someone out there, um, that is really going through it. Right. Um, loss of a job, loss of a loved one, um, maybe going through, wow, I feel this heavy, maybe going through, a um, a moment of contemplating life, um, hopelessness, discouragement, man, as we kind of really, um, hone in, um, on this together as, as, as we come together, um, I, I would love for you to not leave this podcast without you giving a word of life to those listeners out there right now. And, also, I, 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 I welcome you to just go, go into a time of prayer, of hope, and an injection of faith into those that are listening. Listen to me um, b- before you go into that. I have to say this. World changers hurt too. Leaders have bad days, have bad seasons. 
And I would be foolish to believe mm. that in this ministry of gathering world changers literally all across the world, I'll be foolish to believe that we do not go through it. Let me, let me tell you, Alonzo Israel Malvarez has been through it. I've, I've walked through it. And it is really not just uh, um, uh, good words and good speeches, motivational speeches, which are well, but it is by the grace of God that I am that I am today. Who I am today is because of the grace of God. This is essential. Amen. This is essential. And I really do hope that, that this podcast episode has really ministered to you that it's okay to cry. It's okay to be frustrated. God is not afraid of your anger. He's not afraid of your questions. And so, Eli, I, I want you to go and go off, man, and, and any encouragement that you can give to someone maybe, you know, in their car riding right now and or someone maybe just sitting in the room and the tears are just flowing um, or just going through life and it just seems like everything's okay on the outside, but deep down they're, they're hurting. Speak some life, man, whatever the Holy Spirit leads you to speak. And if you can go right into prayer, please right. feel free to do so. Yeah. So, okay. Um, I'm just going to share my heart and feel like uh, just share what the Holy Spirit is leading me to. I don't know where you're at where you're listening to this it could be in a car it could be in a room it could be on your bathroom floor um but one thing i really want to highlight before i start to prayer is like man there's these awful thoughts that creep into our heads that like perhaps god is punishing me that was a message like job's so-called friends try to lay on him but this is a lie from the enemy like you are not being punished because of this grief you're not being punished uh for for the sin that you've committed, but I just want to encourage you wherever you're at right now, that, that God wants to release his presence over you. God wants to, to, to hold you in his arms and cry with you during this grief and say, Hey, you're not alone. I'm here with you. Like I'm the Prince of peace. Like I want to bestow on you everything that I have of this kingdom into your life. And I just feel like even in this moment, wherever you are, wherever uh wherever place you might be i just want you to open your heart and receive this word that god he loves you he's after you he wants to speak to you in an intimate way he's with you in the middle of the pain he's with you in the secret place when you're asking the hard questions about life and about unjust things that happen to us he's there to lead you in love his manifest presence is there and he uh, is waiting on you to open your heart to him, to seek him diligently. And it says uh, that uh, those who knock, I will open the door. Those who seek me will diligently find me. So wherever you are, I want to uh, challenge you to get up, to dust yourself off, to say, you know what? These bad things are happening to me, but I believe that God is good that God has an amazing plan for my life. I'm not going to believe the uh, lies of the enemy, all the uh, all those, the uh, whispers that he tells us in our ears. Um, I'm not going to care what people think. I'm going to go after God's presence. I'm going to go for joy in the Holy Ghost, freedom in the Holy Ghost, because where the presence of the Lord is, there's freedom. There's freedom. I'm telling you guys, when you tap into this, it will change your life. And he wants to bestow this on you in this moment. Every, every tear that you've cried, he has captured it and he has wiped your face and he has cried with you. So don't lose hope. Get excited when, uh, when unjust things happen to us because there is an upgrade waiting for you. There is an upgrade attached to the situation. And like there is a, a table waiting for you that the father, he, he prepares and he said, come sit with me, son, come sit with me, daughter. I have a feast prepared for you. I have revelation that I want to give to you uh, about these circumstances, about the situation. Look, I know this hurts you, but that doesn't mean that I'm not good. I'm good all the time. And my purpose is for you. Don't stop. They don't stop.
See, God, he, he hates the sin, but he loves the sinner. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what you did. But the presence of God, the word of God will renew your mind and it will align your heart to what heaven is saying. It will align your world to heaven's reality. And I want to encourage you right now. You might even be crying or weeping or feeling the manifest presence of the Lord over you right now. I just want you to sit and I want you to receive the the great big love of the Father. You are his son. You are his daughter. You are his daughter. He's well pleased with you. And he loves you and accepts you in this moment. It's okay not to be okay. It's okay to be where you're at. There's hope found in Jesus Christ. There's hope found in Jesus Christ. And if I could uh, say anything to anybody in this moment where you're feeling grief, where you're feeling loss, where you're feeling pain, is you will find every single thing in the presence of God. In his presence, you will find everything that you need. Let him affirm you. Let him speak with you. Let him speak these things over you. So wherever you're at, I'm just going to say a simple prayer for you. And I want you to open your heart and receive it. Father God, I just thank you so much for every single person that is listening to this podcast. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would come right now. That you would come with your comfort that you would come with your peace, that you would come with your alignment, God. Every single heartbreak, every single pain, every single loss, I ask that you would show this person where you're at and how near you are. God, you are God of Emmanuel. You are God with us. You are so, so, so close to us, God. So I pray right now, Holy Spirit, that you come in a greater measure and that you would fill us up with your presence, that you would fill us up with your joy, There's people listening to this that have been depressed in quarantine, and God wants to give you a tenfold blessing of joy, joy that you cannot even explain, joy that uh, that just comes supernaturally where you wake up in the morning, you're like, oh my gosh, God is so good. Like I'm feeling so loved. I'm feeling so happy, so joyful. I'm hopeful for my future. I'm hopeful for the plans that God has for us, and I just want to declare this over your life right now joy in the Holy Spirit. And Father, I just ask that you would just be with the families, be with the individual in this hard time of grief. And I ask that you would give them the spirit of wisdom and revelation so their hearts would be enlightened to know the riches of your glory. I pray that verse, that you would know the goodness of God, that nothing in this world would ever tear you down. Nothing that could happen because you know that God is good. And I bless you in the name of Jesus. I bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you in the name of Jesus. Everything that you do, that you would feel so close to the Father, that you would feel so near to what he's doing, what he's speaking into your life, God. Tenderize their hearts to your presence, to your word, to everything that you're doing. And I bless every single person in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, so much, Eli. It has been an absolute honor having you here on the World Changers podcast. Uh, Man, how can we uh, stay in touch and follow you, man? What's the best way that the audience can uh, follow up with you, man? Yeah, so if this message encouraged you, if you have a testimony or uh, anything that the Lord did through this podcast, I want to encourage you to reach out to Alonzo. Reach out to me. You can follow me on Instagram at Eli Ray. That's E-L-I-R-E-A-G-H. Send your testimonies. Um, if you want to talk about any anything, grief, the gospel, anything about life. If you're going through a hard time, my door is always open. I will always respond. Catch me on Instagram. uh, Follow me there. And uh, man, Alonzo, thank you so, so much for letting me uh, share my heart. I really believe the call of God on your life and what he's doing through you. It's supernatural. It is super anointed. 
Um, I'm so privileged to be a part of this. Everything you're doing with 93 Vintage, um, just blessing missionaries. Um, man, when I think about you, when I look at your life, man, I see so much of Jesus. I see so much of the Father heart of God for you to disciple, uh, not just in your area, but in the nations, man. And I just, yeah, I just believe that God is just going to breathe on everything that you touch, man. Don't be discouraged. Keep going. Um, and man, such a blessing. You're going to have to hook me up. I, I need to buy some new clothes from you on 93 Vintage because I'm trying to get swagged out. You know what I'm saying? And man, you're just uh, such a huge blessing. Hit up Alonzo if you want that drip. You know what I'm saying? Uh, hit him up. He's got the juice. He's got everything you need. Uh, and he's also expanding the kingdom. So go there, bless him, send him words of encouragement. And uh, man, you're a blessing, Alonzo. Awesome. Thank you so much. And uh, guys, that's Eli Ray, E-L-I-R-E-A-G-H, all one one word, no punctuation whatsoever. You can, again, find him on Instagram. And of course, uh, he's a full-time missionary, um, entrepreneur. This guy is humble. He does a lot of great things. As soon as you find him on Instagram, you'll find you, you'll see like how absolutely incredible he is beyond this conversation because he's already incredible with what he gave us. Uh, so if you're interested in missions, global missions, uh, missions uh, um, in, uh, nationally um, with YWAM and, and many different avenues, um, he is your guy on that. So don't sleep on Eli because this man is a legit world changer. Guys, we love you. We honor you. And for those who are listening to me out there, um, I do want to let you know that it is okay to seek out mental health professionals. Um, I feel like sometimes in church, we feel like all you need to do is just pray it away. Uh, but uh, get counseling. Um, yes. I, I am a, I'm a true avid of that. Um, I believe in that um, holistically. If you go, if you have a broken bone, you go to a medical doctor. And if you, you know, have um, uh, situations that you're dealing with mentally, um, that it is okay, it is okay to seek out mental health uh, professions. Um, so start off, if you go to a local church, if you have uh, senior leadership and elders to whom you can confide in, and there's that environment, and they can lead you from there. Um, and, uh, you know, I know that there's a lot of uh, even uh, things that are, are affordable or free um, if you need it. So uh, God bless you all. Um, I am so encouraged, Eli, by everything that you've poured out to us today. The final statements of Job in Job 42, verse 5. I had heard reports about you, but now my eyes have seen you. It's okay to wrestle with God because in that wrestling, it's those moments that we are the closest in contact with him. We love you here at the World Changers Podcast. We're praying for you all. Wake up, get up, go out, and change the world. We'll see you next time.